0: Due to a heightened level of security, no colored liquid or people are allowed to board a
1: plane.
0: Your love.
1: Your love.
0: it's about the make a Do a whisper, so soul in a little love. Change, yeah, it's about the love. roots
1: to
2: welcome to season 2 episode 10 well i mean really welcome to the boondocks podcast but we're covering season 2 episode <laughs> 10 home alone in which granddad takes a much needed vacation from the boys Huey takes control of the house, but he has to contend with a vicious insurgency from Riley. We know a lot about that, y'all. But before we get into that, how y'all living? Welcome back, MJ.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I (laughs) miss everybody. I did want to give a shout out to the two guest hosts that you had. Damond and Uh, Drake. Yes. Yes. I appreciate you very, very much. Um, The good Drake. Yes. (laughs) um,
1: <laughs> what
3: American dream? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> American dream. Yes,
2: guys, uh, know how I feel about Drake like, Bobby Graham. Like I have with him, everything. honestly. Although here he goes with that Kardashian tip, but I won't do it. <laughs> won't do, it. <laughs> do you believe that? I have no idea what any of y'all are doing. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, Drake and Kim Kardashian have a flirtation going on. Uh, do I believe it? No. Do I not believe it? No. I wouldn't That's be surprised. Happened. I mean, yeah. I just, she's, right. she's divorcing yeah, not that day. much of
3: Yeah, but you understand that she, in the past like week, well, you don't follow. In the past week, she's been, oh my God, the biggest mistake I've ever made. Um, Today's his birthday, so she spent you know, sent out a, what I like to call it, iOS press release. Um, you know, because everybody does their press release shit through their Instagram and their phones now. Okay. I <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, need the drums spectacle right that. Um, you have it, babe? Yep. See, Nope, not that one. Not the, <laughs> not, that was <one> about to <laughs> the drop, the bass drop. Not that one. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway, so she made a post today saying that she'll always love him, blah, blah, blah. Uh She made a mistake. She feels like a loser. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not a, you are successful at marriage. Wait, so t- therefore... Talking about Kanye? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, when you're not, you're not very, you're not a success. Your kids are not going to go and look, my parents had the best marriage ever. You didn't make it. So yeah, you did fail. Sorry. Uh, Marriage
4: failing isn't the end of the world though.
3: It's not right. Yeah. I, I thought Kim was ride or die. I will tell you, I am a little disappointed because I thought that she was going to ride it out. Um, I
4: get it. But
3: but, you've,
4: you've never been in love with somebody with a severe mental illness though. I 1000%. That's exactly what I was going to say. I can't, you know, We don't we don't know what it's like at home. And and I've known people who both medicated and unmedicated had mental illnesses that would change their behavior in public and in private. And, you know, I when everything that I know about Kanye from the last couple years makes me wonder how she made it this long. Honestly, like. If he was actively refusing to take medication for what is probably bipolar, <laughs> you know, yeah. the lows alone, like we were seeing the highs. We were seeing the manic of him, you know, running for president and, and you know, all of that. All of that could absolutely be a manic episode. We don't know what happens when it goes the other way. And yeah. knowing the people that I've known when it goes the other way, it can be really, really bad. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah.
3: I still look. I'm still a Chloe. You know, Chloe's my girl. Like me and Chloe are homies. Um. i me take it a minute. <laughs> so he told everybody at the campsite that I. It, he tells everybody about the whole G.E.Z. and I told you guys about that. How I get text messages because G.E.Z. We're friends. I get text messages from him and from a, a blogger. Um Jason Lee and my husband goes and tells everybody oh you guys want to know how crazy she is she thinks and I'm like "Will you telling people that <laughs> so I have to take my phone out and show people my text messages
2: <laughs> like I'm not crazy I hate Jason Lee <laughs> Jesus <Jeez laughs> Christ but, but we're going to take this way off stop
3: it we'll do that we'll do that another time we'll do that next week at the pre pre-show because this one is <laughs> about to start something I don't think <laughs> I heard it, but we we'll, we'll do it then we'll do it then but yes so, um, <laughs> I'm back, guys. Did you guys miss me? <laughs> <laughs> Bring up my craziness right
1: back with me.
4: <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that if you go back and listen um, to, like, the pre-show stuff that we recorded when we weren't sure what was going on, it was a lot of me going, I don't want to do this if MJ's not coming because uh-huh. the dynamic is so... T-. But then, you know, we, we made it work, but, like, that was always my first instinct, like... Like, I like the dynamic of the three of us together. And it was, I love Demond and I love Drake. And I'm so, so thankful for them for stepping in and had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Aww. different.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're bringing a little tears to my eyes. Aww. Thank you so much. No, I've had, I wish mean, you, believe me, I would have much rather been on than like telling a kid, Get, don't climb on the, put the bet down. No bet. In the dugout. Like, stop climbing on the gate. I don't care if he yelled in your ear. Like, yeah. Billy, <laughs> really, Billy. Really. I hope
4: I'm yeah. not surprised.
3: All right. <laughs> <laughs> my boys, I told my, my uh, 12-year-old yesterday, because we hubby and I get back from running errands. We pull into the house at the driveway, and he comes running out, and he's like, the meat that I took out is still frozen. You know, and I was like, so how frozen? He's like, really frozen. And I said, okay, so what are you trying to say? We were like Subway for dinner. And I was like, All right, fine, we're gonna go to subway. <laughs> so when we come back, he comes out, grabs a subway, nothing else. There was other bags in the car. He didn't grab anything else but a subway. And I was like, boy, look, when you get to the NBA, I'm this is the formula. Okay. Every amount of subway that i bought, I'm gonna go ahead and times that times a hundred for the year. Then times that times the years. Then we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna add the seven. And he was looking at me and he just kept walking in the house. I was like, well, <laughs> You don't want to know what? what Oh, all right. So, yeah, that's one of the joys Also, people are <laughs> spending 20 freaking bucks because your kids want to go to Subway. Now, I didn't get anything for me and hubby.
4: Just those two,
3: $20. First of all, <sighs> for those of you that don't have any.
4: <laughs> my uh, my stepson now works at Subway, so I probably will not be eating oh. at Subway for <laughs>
3: <laughs> love, he wants oh, something
4: he, else for his birthday. Like he doesn't even want something
3: anymore. He would get sick of me. I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> tuna sandwich." Bring that on home. Thank you. uh Protein bowl right. Bring that on home. All right. <laughs> that. That's a good job.
4: Yeah, he's he's ridiculously responsible for a kid who's about to graduate from high school in a pandemic.
1: <laughs> like,
4: yeah. Uh, yeah, that's hey. pretty awesome.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
4: So, oh hey, it's uh I don't even know what 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 date is it? Yeah, okay, so it's June. It's it's Gay Month. It's Pride. It's awesome. And uh, today, somebody on Twitter actually, I I, I think it might have been Demond, uh, recommended us to uh, a podcast to. God damn it! I can't think about it to a podcast thing on Twitter. That was basically looking for podcasts to talk about LGBTQ issues and, and brought us up because queer. So I just wanted uh, to. <laughs> I love my. <laughs> like
3: this whole audio. Big and old queer go and like, but yeah. Old <laughs> text above your head. That just not Right. I think that's really cool. So shout out to the Like that was, I saw that. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. You know, more exposure. And it does bring us up to another audience that I know I didn't think about really tapping into. Um, And yeah, happy Pride Month. I know it's about to be lit, lit. Like California opens on the 15th. (laughs) Oof, it's about to be ridiculous. Uh, Say, I know the Bay, Lindsay, I'm sure you know how it's going to be out in the Bay. Um, It's yeah, we we celebrate hard out here. Pride is like a.
4: Do you uh, do you know what the vaccination rates going on in your area?
3: Seventy
4: like percent. Um, that's great.
2: Like that's yeah, that's more than a lot of places.
3: So. Yeah, I think California yeah, is leading. doing really well. I think overall, yeah.
2: I think we're leading the states.
4: Nice. Yeah. Yep, um. Washington. Well, Washington. I know of everybody eligible. I think it was at seventy percent. Um. And then in Seattle, it's even higher than that. So I don't know exactly. Like I feel like all the other
3: states are doing well. Um. I. Don't watch the regular news, but I, I ended up stumbling on last night an ABC story or something like that. And they were showing the states where that has the lowest, you know, vaccinations. And it's surprise, surprise, Mississippi, Alabama, mm. Louisiana. It's like that little yeah. bunch right there on that side of the country. And what's sad to me, and we don't have you know, we only get on the soapbox, but we know where that, is, you know, what the population That's mainly really is, is there, uh. And then also there's a lot more, well, there's a lot less people. So when you have a lot less people, they're further away. I think people don't think about, you know, the passing it on because they're like, I, my neighbor is seven miles away. Um, Mm -hmm. my town has
4: 150
3: people in it, you know? So that's some of it, but also it's.
4: Well, and that's, there's also a lot of distrust in the South period. That's like, like, with, with all people, like my, I have family down there and, uh, Louisiana and Texas, and you know we every once in a while because we're all kind of hoping to have a memorial for my dad, um although I'm not entirely sure if they really want to do one in person because that would be all of them coming to me instead of me going out of but yeah. I, i'm I'm not gonna go to the south anymore <laughs> um but anyway, you know, I've got you know a couple of aunts and a cousin who are still really hesitant to get it um. And totally understand why, you know, these are, well, not poor, but these are disenfranchised black people in very segregated areas of this country. And it's sad. Um, I was watching something. It was an interview with someone who was talking about uh, leaving a small town. um, (laughs) Shit, it might have been a TikTok, uh, where basically saying like, when I grew as I was growing up, this is what I believed, and this is what everybody believed, and this is what everybody did, and this is what everybody thought. And then I went to college in a city, and suddenly I understood that the things that I knew were not actual reality. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it, that's true. It's like echo chambers in especially in those small southern towns. And it leads to a lot of distrust because you don't know what to believe, yeah, and especially after the last couple of years. And I know a
3: lot of people do, you know, from those areas, they do get their information from Facebook or, you know, from something mm-hmm. that a friend shared, you know, which is to Facebook. You know, that's I it's crazy how that is the focus of where they get their information from. Uh, but then that also leads to why it was so important that Facebook had it to be responsible about what was being posted, you know, on their platform, because there are so many people that do go to, you know, there for information. Um, I have a lot of family in Jackson, Mississippi, so. Mm. Believe me, I know. Believe me, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that's kind of where I had the problem with the Johnson & Johnson because it was like, you guys want to give this to the people that are uneducated yep. and the poorest people because you want to have them go, oh, it's only one time. Let me go ahead and get the shot. But it, the efficacy of his crap. Yeah. And that's a problem. So you guys are basically, whether you're knowing it or, you, or not, which I definitely think they're knowing what they're doing, you guys are basically... Let's go ahead and use black people and brown people and poor people as a, you know, a sample once again. Let's go ahead and see what we can do in this, uh, this uh, this uh yeah study. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So kind of crappy there. So I see it. I see it. But I think that we should be very happy about where we are now versus where we were in
4: January. Oh yeah, big time, big time. So, And just uh, Dean just looked it up. All three of the Western states are at about 48% of the total, like uh, fully vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Those didn't show, you know, I know that in the 70% thing is people in with at least one vaccination, Mm -hmm. Um, which in some of the smaller towns like my my nephew, it took him almost six weeks to get his second dose because he does not live somewhere where you can easily access it too. Not just the fact that he lives in Q country. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's going to change soon. So
3: yeah, um, my baby, we decided to get the oldest one, the one who can get, you know, the uh, good. He's, he got him. So he's, he has a second one tomorrow. Nice. So I'll probably be dealing with somebody that's going to be feeling a little rundown and things mm-hmm. over the next couple of days. That's what, that second one hit hubby and I hard. So I'll assume that's going to hit him.
1: But you know, he's
4: younger. He's, yeah. It made me feel weird and blah, but it, the first shot for me was worse. Like the first shot knocked me on my ass for a full day. The second one, I kind of felt like, like I felt like I was coming down with something, but I never actually felt sick. Does that make sense? Oh, we
3: were, yeah, we were, we were, we were in this bed. Mm. I was like, children, eat whatever. (laughs) I don't care. We're right here. Like we really just slept. I think we slept 12 out, 15 hours. That was uh, me with the first
4: one, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's really kind of more lethargic feeling, I guess. So, yeah, but you know, his hormones are on point. So we'll see how this works with the growing, <laughs> the growing hormonal twelve-year-old. <sighs> I
4: don't, I yeah. don't envy uh, parents of kids that young right now. Um, a lot of my students are right below that age and they're desperate to do it, or their older siblings. I have one student in particular, both his older brothers have gotten it, and he's like, I want to get it too, so I can go to real school. <laughs> like, oh. I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, let's get this over with like like chicken pox. Yes, like,
3: exactly. Get, like, get it. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. It's a little different, guys. A little, a little, a little different than
3: <sighs> pox. I had chicken pox and measles at the same time.
4: Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah. Um, and then mumps.
4: Mm. Well, you had some bad luck.
3: (laughs) I've had, yeah. yeah. I was an allergic kid. I was that type of kid where, like, I used to have to drink mocha mix because I couldn't drink regular milk of anything. I could, I was allergic to to everything, everything, like everything. Um, And I grew out of it. And living in Sacramento, it's a city of trees, Mm -hmm. and people move here and they have the worst allergies ever. And I'm like, huh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of used to it. But now, at, at you know, my nice wise age. I'm starting to get really bad eye allergies,
1: mm-hmm. and it
3: is not cute at all. Um, like <laughs> it, yeah. The Lord, but yeah, let's hold it once again. Not on topic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's okay. I totally understand where you're going on that one, though. Uh, I had um, allergy shots when I was a kid. Weekly allergy mm-hmm. shots with like the scar mm-hmm. tissue in my ass and shit. <laughs> I I went to Kaiser
3: every Wednesday. I went by myself. Mm. I was like nine years old on Ooh. the bus going by myself that habit. and I would go and just it was
4: nothing. Yeah, it was, it was nothing at, time. at the time and then when I got yeah. older and like would get a, a booster or something and it would hit scar tissue and then I'd have a lump and I'm like, oh, that's fucking gross because yeah. <laughs> it all would just sit right there. Anyway.
3: <laughs> the only other person that I've known look at that. That's ever that I tell people that and they're like, what? Right. I was like, oh, the only fucking person in the waiting room. Like so people act like it's so weird. Like you had what? And like every Wednesday I had an
4: allergy shot. Yeah,
3: and people just really yeah. Look at that.
4: There was a there was a hospital. Um, so, <laughs> if if anybody out there who's from Seattle but doesn't hasn't been in Seattle like for very long, where Barnes and Noble is at Northgate used to be a hospital there, um, and that's where my pediatrician was at Northgate Hospital, and then we would go to Red Robin afterward because it was right next to it. It was like one of the first Red Robins. Uh,
3: <laughs> I loved it when I was a
4: kid. I can't really eat that as much now
3: <laughs> I go there for beer and I get um, appetizer like because my boys love it there you know they can get as many fucking baskets of french fries as they want <laughs> that's Evan
4: <laughs> <laughs> Dean's like <"Oop."> <laughs> <laughs> feed the boy without feeding him a million dollars that's yeah, fast anyway, should we uh, should we start talking about the episode or Riley's a little shit yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah. I, uh, I wrote that in big letters at the top of my notes. Like, God, he's such like, a little shit. <laughs> like, you needed that? You needed notes to remind you? Not that? really, you no, do. but. Like,
3: I, I imagine leaving our boys home. Our boys got into it probably the very first physical, you know, thing when we were at home um two weeks ago. And I was like, babe, okay, we got to go home. He's like, babe, they're boys. That's what they're going to do. I'm like, yeah, but what if one hits the other one accidentally? And I'm thinking all SVU-ish. I'm like, what, <laughs> what if, you know, something happens and yeah so he's like babe they're boys this is what boys do but i could never go to costa rica and leave those children
4: in this house (sighs) right it never happen, all right okay let's let's start off so the episode starts with huey and riley fighting uh like physically fighting rolling on the floor you know you can just they're just blending punches everywhere uh they break through the bathroom door where granddad is taking a shower Granddad is angry because he still has soap in his ass. And so he storms out, uh-huh. basically telling them that, you know, he would drown them in the in the bathtub and and just like he was just so pissed with every parent ever has probably had those internal thoughts, but never One yelled them out loud. <laughs> um and then Or
3: maybe so. not gone to the extreme that grandpa did. Like you get very descriptive and you 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 probably stop short of drowning them in the bathtub. <laughs> but
4: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um so then uh Robert is playing cards with Ruckus and Tom. Uh <laughs> and Tom, they, they're talking about how uh granddad is just kind of over it and just these kids are are driving him crazy. And uh they start talking about going on a vacation, and Tom suggests that they go to Latin or he goes to Latin America or like Costa Rica. Um, and he told him he should do it big. So Robert starts uh, fantasizing about it, um, about the senoritas who would uh, (laughs) be all over him because of some American change hitting the table and drinking Cristal, even though Jay-Z wouldn't approve. And, um, wait a minute, Robert. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think
5: you're supposed to drink Cristal. Says who? Says Jay-Z. It's a boycott. The owner said something
0: racial. I don't know. Oh, hold on. I know what he said. He said, and I quote, I don't want no big nigger lips drinking my fine wine. And I applaud him for putting conviction over profit. Well, I don't know if that's what he said, but you're not supposed to drink it. But I want to drink Cristal. Oh, white man. He can't have nothing nice for himself no more. Polo, niggas got to that. Timberland, niggas got to that. Too Mercedes, Versace, white women, niggas, niggas, niggas. Hey, Robert,
5: rock, if uh, you want beef with The Rock, that's
4: on you. You just better hope the Jigga Man ain't there. Like,
5: with The Rock,
3: there was <laughs> so
4: much in there.
3: <laughs> there was, that, that was a good one. I, yeah, I forgot about that one.
4: Or just how thorough it, it, how many things that it covered. Um, right, that were all things that actually were happening in real life, uh, oh, around right, the television, <laughs> <gonna> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, like the
4: yeah. um. Back in 2006, the director of the company that owns Cristal was not very keen on the rap hip hop image being tied to their product and said, but what can we do? We can't forbid people from buying it. I'm sure Dom Perignon or Krug would be delighted to have their business. Jay-Z's response was, it has come to my attention that the managing director of Cristal, his name, views the hip hop culture as unwelcome attention. Uh, Jay-Z said, I view his comments as racist and will no longer support any of his products through any of my various brands, including the 4040 Club, nor in my personal life. So that was the real, you know, yeah. thing that happened that all of that was based on. Uh, yeah, but I know that. Although
3: I feel like, he, you know, behind closed doors, he probably said more like Uncle Ruckus said. it.
4: Right. Probably. Right. Uh, you know- I'm sure that that was the... Um, the the carefully worded i'm talking to somebody who i know is writing this down and i want to be as diplomatic as possible uh, yeah the pr department wrote that mm, very nice that looks like something no that that's something that he said and he said it kind of off the cuff but it's like it's one of those things where he was trying to say it without saying it and it's obvious
3: (laughs) and you know i'm gonna tell you cristal has never touched his lips one because i was like why like, I get just as lit, if not even litter off for, like, you know, whatever we used to drink back then. You know, um, I, I go to the clearance department whenever I walk into whatever store to do any type of shopping. Right. Especially, let's say, clothes. or so. I'm not spending a crazy ass amount on one glass because glasses of champagne. I mean, Bob said champagne, what, four glasses? Mm, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. But unless, I'm, unless I am just to my lips and to the dome. I'm not doing it. And then I'm not paying for me just to drink a bottle of something crazy expensive. But it definitely was part of the early 2000s, you know, hip hop scene, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time. People spring it and blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to thank that person for saying shit like that. And I'm sure Jay-Z does as well, because now Jay-Z is what? A billionaire. Right. And part of his, you know, his portfolio is an alcohol line. Mm -hmm. So.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z is a whole lot of fuck around and find out. Like he, right? he did some stupid shit throughout his life, but he is business savvy and he under—he's like, you're gonna pull that shit, all right? Look at me, distillery, yep. brewery. Yeah. Now what?
3: <laughs> and then plus, he's like, I can't, I can't allow my wife to be richer than me. So he's like, look, <laughs> you know, we right? go sell this title, we go do this. And I will say, one of the other dumb things that he's done in his life—I don't know if you've seen him recently—but nope. I don't know what he's doing with his hair. Oh my god, it just sucks. He was just on The Shop, which is LeBron, who's somebody else who needs to just let it go with his hair. Um, He was on his, it's an HBO series. And I caught a glimpse of it the other day because he was talking about how childhood has changed him and how, you know, like Blue Ivy basically lets him know he's not that important. Like, she'll be like, whatever, dad. Pick me up after school, you know. Um, But I was so distracted by, I get, I I get it. I get it if you're trying to really connect. Oh, I see. You see? what You see?
4: Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So right after that, Tom decides that he wants to go with Robert on this trip, and he's super excited about it. And of course, Robert is not sure that that's a good idea. Um, hence the daydream that gets ruined by Tom talking about his dreams within the dream. <laughs> and then, <laughs> although you know Jay Z showing up in that is not Tom's fault. Tom warned Granddad that Jay Z would be upset. About <laughs> <that>. Don't just <dispel. laughs> so i I love how it it always happens like that in the, in in this show that they'll have this like daydream and it gets ruined by somebody else, like uh oh. Riley's will get mm-hmm. ruined by granddad <laughs> and you know it's mm-hmm. so like my my daydreams don't get ruined by shit that is going on in my real life like that's I don't know how that happens
3: <laughs> yeah, that
4: takes a foot out of daydreaming
1: yeah out of right uh,
4: <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh Huey starts talking about all of the the different um, attempts at having a babysitter, uh, you know, the young girl who wanted to play. And then Riley pulled out the the gun and during cops and robbers, as as he was the robber, uh, mm-hmm. the the one that granddad was so stingy that he he shooed away, which had the boys like all in their suits and shit when granddad got home. But because she talked on the phone and left the light on in the kitchen, she had to go. So, the in my men. opinion, I mean, running
3: up my bill. I mean, know, I sound definitely like the old black person.
4: If I had kids like mm-hmm. Riley and Huey, though, I I would be like, okay, I'm okay with the extra light on, <laughs> right? Like, like a five minute My house isn't falling apart. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um. Oh, and then the guy from the what is it? The positive. uh yeah.
1: Positive
4: uh, Positive uh, black positive brother. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> who's like shaking and crying in the corner when granddad gets home <laughs> and they're just playing video games like, yeah at that chilling. point <laughs> <laughs> playing video
3: games like they don't even know that he's over and he looked all ragtag like he had been on an island like his clothes were all torn and like just <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was that was but i mean yeah. i would have done it many times like i probably after the first girl i probably wouldn't have invested any more money in getting them a babysitter mm. if it were me it would have been uncle ruckus and if not then y'all just mean for you just go work for yourselves
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll we'll uh, talk about that yeah. in a minute because that's all that ruckus. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the uh, granddad tells everybody he's leaving on his trip. He basically is, you know, telling him that they are just, you know, little assholes and he might never come back. And uh, he tells them not to snitch on him and tell Tom that he left because he's going to sneak out without telling him. Uh, the boys are like, how are we going to eat? And he's like, there's money above the stove. And he's like, "Oh well, who's going to take care of us? And then ruckus shows up. Uh, Okay, first of all, ain't nobody talking while
0: I'm talking, so shut the fuck up. My name is Uncle Ruckus, and I will be nigger sitting you two until your grandfather returns. Your granddaddy picked me because I am a licensed zoologist. I have studied a variety of wild animals, and the African male is by far the most savagely cunning. This is an opportunity to observe you niggas in your natural habitat and collect data. But be warned, whatever nigger trickery you got up your sleeves... Does not affect me.
4: Okay. <laughs> so a couple weeks back, we had a white people question that MJ was not a part of. Well, wait, which ones? MJ, were you there for the tail question?
1: Mm-hmm. No,
4: nope. that was Demond. Okay, so there was the tail, or uh, you know, where's your tail? And then there was the, uh, do black people have an extra muscle in their leg? That was another white people question that TikTok gave us. <laughs> And all of that, like really like that part that Ruckus was saying, you know, I I have a degree in zoology and, and I'm gonna, you know, fix you monkeys, basically, is what he's saying. And it just it comes down to seeing black, especially black youth as animals. And uh I just I really wanted like for me, that was the point of that. Like we just yeah. talked about that.
3: <laughs> That's good.
4: Yeah, you know, like I feel like at this
3: point, you know, we're into the second season, we're almost into the third. A lot of what Uncle Ruckus says, it's like, oh, that's Uncle Ruckus, mm. you know, but every time he says something, there's it's layers into it and you can definitely break it down to see like, OK, well, that's still current thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not mm-hmm. be said that way, but it's definitely it's it's the notion and the idea is definitely put out there. Um, and yeah, it's. It's sad because I think that's exactly how you know many of these racists you know, think um and it's out of fear because they don't know. Well no, no they do know. They know that we I was actually gonna say something that probably would have been very, very controversial. I'm not gonna say that. Rewind. We do know that we have um probably the deepest and most prevalent history when the the earth where the earth is concerned, mm-hmm. but we're also the ones where our history is the most cloaked
4: in lies and
3: you know mm-hmm. covered up. So I think that's where the fear kind of comes from.
4: Anyway, uh so we are at the airport with Robert waiting in a huge line for the TSA where they ask for his boarding pass and his ID which he shows to them and they moves on to the next TSA agent who asks for his boarding pass and ID and of course granddad has to then engage in an argument with the TSA woman. Um now I my lovely brain that knows that there is some comedy sketch out there that did something with two black TSA women, TSA agents who are women. And I cannot remember. I don't think it was, uh, there was one with um, In Living Color, but it's not the one I was trying to think of. And I smelled soul one. Plane, right? but, what was that?
3: You're not thinking, because when I think of it, Soul Plane and it's Monique. And um, that
4: might be it.
3: Shit. The chick thumbs uh, that's on the reel right now.
4: Oh, and I got to look this up. Yeah.
3: It was Monique and then uh no.
4: Yes, that is the fucking scene I was trying to think of. Okay, <laughs> thank you so goddamn much. Okay, so
3: psychic. <laughs> like, see, I was feeling you. Right? you yeah. I
4: I thought right. maybe one of you guys would get it because I was like, it was two black women TSA agents, yeah. and they were giving the guy a hard time. And then, so
3: Oh, they were giving him more than the hard time. They said him in the back to that one was funny because he is, you know, he is good chocolate. Piece right there uh, <laughs> but yeah they were that one that definitely reminded me of that and I, I'm sure that's probably what it was based upon There's a little bit of that scene uh, I, I
4: think so because yeah. I mean it it rang so goddamn hard in my head that I probably <sighs> spent 30 minutes trying to find like, like scrolling through TSA sketch because I knew it wasn't like a whole thing that it was just yeah. like a scene really but <sighs> sometimes yeah, I good. hate being autistic because I get stuck on stuff like that and then I have to go and figure it out <laughs>
3: Hey, I'm the same way um, I might want to tell you what we did for six hours the other night I, was like, I know that that scene exists um, and yeah let's just say I was looking for a scene for six hours
4: all right
3: on Google and other websites the other night uh, no, no. still haven't found it right. yeah. I swear we did not make this I swear that if happens did, to me with we, books from my Jesus. childhood
4: or like short stories
3: uh, yeah <laughs> yeah this was something a little more adult but
4: yeah we're, 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 but I'm, I get
3: it uh, Yeah. So, uh, that, that is very telling. That's what I thought of when I saw it too. Um, but I also, it was a great, you know, just kind of like little bit of commentary on flying after nine 11 Mm -hmm. and how our country changed and how it was like, let's be extra cautious to those who we can visibly see. We don't really need to be cautious about, (laughs) um, you know, grandpa was not pleased. He was not one of the
4: grumpy old man who just wanted to get through.
3: Yeah, he didn't have a bomb in his shoes or anything else <laughs> that was going on. Like he was just trying to get to his vacation. Yeah. So I think that was just a you know very telling piece I, uh, on it.
2: I swear though, there's an episode where granddad works for the TSA. I swear this is a thing. I don't remember it well, but this is an episode of the show. I know it.
1: What? hey, mm. I, 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 I promise you. Gonna deny I've, I've only been- watched the whole yeah, series once. So
2: <laughs> I was young when it was on, but that I remember. Do you mean the actor, or actually in this show, Granddad? Granddad, Ever. the character starts working at the airport. I don't. I think for t- the TSA because he's like an asshole, and they're like, "Oh, you're perfect for the TSA," or some shit like that. I <laughs> that swear, pretty. It sounds like that could be true. Um, I, I, it could be, yeah. yeah. I, and you know what?
4: It looks like. There's okay. I without being able to actually look at it, there looks like there's something on season four that's about the airport. So I'll have to check that out later. Ooh, that's probably I, what you're talking I about. <laughs> I believe. it. If not, then it's one of those other situations where you're just you know our mind is very strong and powerful, right? That's Great. why I was like maybe it was leather spoon because that's what my brain would do. Oh, do you figure? Yeah,
6: it? it's season four. It's the uh, Breaking Granddad episode. Uh, where they're so you know where they're they kind of do do the homage to breaking bad um but yeah he ends Uh, up he he ends up getting a job at the airport or or filling out an application
2: all right cool cool
4: look at you look at that
6: Uh, all right it
1: worked worked (laughs) twice now Uh,
4: um Okay, so we're back at the house, and Ruckus is still telling them all about the rules. He's talking about kettle prod and the electric dog collar and calling it a lynch mob, and uh, the boys are just sitting there looking at at him and looking at each other. Then we're back with Robert, who is exhausted, finally getting to the hotel, talking about all the being Mr. Bitches and, and ready to party, but he's so tired that he literally just walks in and passes out on the bed. Uh, then the boys are gearing up with all of, with all of their arsenal. Um, holy shit. They've got a lot of BB guns. A lot. All different kinds. Um, their arsenal is much bigger than mine. R- yeah. And I just I'm I'm going to be honest. Like I was watching that scene going. I hope they don't play outside with those things. Like that literally oh, was what was going through my head. It wasn't anything about, you know, shooting each other. It was, oh God, don't go outside with those if you're a real person. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> oh no, a oh, baby.
3: No, I got you. They were, I mean, it with everything going on, especially right now and like Florida being a main location where somebody is shot and it's a child doing something or somebody, you know, a very young age, Pretty much on the daily, I will say that it did kind of like elicit the thoughts of that, like seeing the young kids with the arsenal guns and then whatnot, but then going, oh, they're BB guns, you know, and then going, oh, get Uncle Ruckus, definitely shoot him between the eyeballs.
4: Right, but which then- is absolutely like what what exactly what's about to happen. They're about to shoot Uncle Ruckus, but like, of course, that was, uh, you know, 15 years ago before what happened to... Uh, um. Tamir Rice. Thank you, Dean. I almost said Trayvon Martin, but yeah. that too. But it was Tamir Rice with the BB gun. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there was... I, I wish I could remember it. There was a, a man who was holding a, a toy gun in Walmart that got shot. Do you, do you remember that one? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's it's fucked up that my first instinct when I saw that scene wasn't, Wow, oh, look at all those. Those are cool. It was... Oh shit, little black boys with guns that look real. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. an unfortunate change in like seeing this episode 15 years ago, that would have not been the first thing that I thought oh, no. of.
3: Not at so, all. It's just sad, And it has a lot to say about, you know, the times that we live in.
4: Uh so the house becomes a huge mess. There are pellet holes everywhere, glass is broken, everything's ripped. Huey tells Riley to clean it up. Riley doesn't think Huey should be in charge. Then Tom shows up looking for Robert, but Huey covers for him basically like, he's at the store. Mr.
1: Dubois.
4: (laughs) Mr. Dubois. Dubois. But it's very like, very low voice, very almost monotone. (laughs) Like he's like, I took the taxi, Mr. Dubois. (sighs) Mr. Dubois. Yep. I mean, Huey's, he's he's doing what Granddad said. He didn't say he would do it convincingly. So... Uh, Um uh, so Huey notices that they're low on groceries decides he's going to go shopping but when he goes to check the money it's gone. Uh Riley then comes into the room with all of his new swag, his new hat and shirt and shoes and shit and Huey gets so pissed off and ruins the, the like the collar on his shirt and just you know telling Riley that now they don't have any money for food and Riley blames Huey because Huey's in charge. Um, and actually I, I wrote in the corner, uh, Riley wasting the food money on clothes and then telling Huey he was in charge, so he should have done something is peak asshole. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you were in charge, so now you gotta feed us and sorry, no, no sorry whatsoever.
3: And he knew that the money was for mm-hmm. the
4: food. and he didn't care. Right. It was all about yeah. his needs
3: first. Yeah, he, he'd be mad on another nigga because of his swag, like mm-hmm.
4: what? Like, oh. Yeah. Uh very, very Riley. Mm-hmm. Very does not yeah. think of other people at all. Uh-uh. Doesn't even really think about his future self, just thinks about. I the was going to say,
3: like, you have to eat too. Right. I understand that, right? Like, it wasn't just he would have to eat, but he didn't care. He wanted to be dripping. Right. He wanted to have a swag.
6: You know, he had his black clothes or whatever. His black gear is what he said. Mm-hmm. Trying to think back to, you know,
4: the the lingo from. two thousand four,
6: and glistening and shining.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Dipped and butter. I forgot about that. Uh, Huey tells Riley that he's grounded. Riley's like, ah, it's bullshit. I'm just going to leave. Huey kicks his ass. Um, so Riley goes looking for his guns and finds out that Huey has confiscated them for security reasons. I used the, the, like, you know, the two finger thing again that you can't see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Riley tells Huey that he'll have to shoot him. Uh, so, or Riley tells Huey that he'll have to shoot him. And so Huey does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then we're back with granddad. Uh, yeah. Then we're back at granddad at the bar. Um, then he, he finds out how much crystal actually costs. He's getting bumped into left and right. Someone spills his drink on his nice white suit. He's just generally having a shitty time because mm-hmm. that's not actually his scene anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, so then. Been at a club head. Right. Like, so I keep thinking, you know, when I was like 25, that would have been a great vacation. Go down to Costa Rica, dance with all ladies, get drunk, have fun. And now I'm like, I'm 42. Do you know what I want to do on vacation? I want to sit somewhere where it's really quiet and all I see is water and there's nobody around me. <laughs> right. Solitude. Yeah. Uh, uh, it doesn't even have to be solitude. Like a few choice people, but just like no outside people. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. he went there and he I mean, first of all, he had to really educate himself. Really, the the ladies are going to come because you're paying for them,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, you know, especially down there. Like, it's not just, oh, a black man, an American. Let's go. Well, they're saying that because they're like, let's go get in his pocket.
4: Yeah. He assumed that his money would go a lot farther in Costa Rica because he just assumed that, you know, well, the the exchange rate, it's got to be, you know, if I've got American money, you know, that's the best money ever. Uh, which is very much the the um, idea of a lot of tourists, especially. I love that I'm about to say this, especially white tourists going into brown countries, um, oh, yeah. and just expecting that because it's a brown country, it's uh, you know you the white money from America mm-hmm. is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's
3: not. I thought our it was interesting. Is not but, that powerful, yeah, yeah but yeah.
4: yeah. And back sure. then it wasn't powerful. Now I don't even know. Dean's actually looking it up right now. Are you looking up what it was then or? Just right now,
6: a dollar is 618 Costa Rican alone.
4: But how much does it cost for stuff? Like a dollar might be 600 and something of their thing, but it might cost a thousand dollars for a glass of water or something (laughs) or a thousand, yeah, yeah. uh, whatever the but anyway. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, Tom shows up back at the house, Kiwi covers for him again. Tom's starting to get suspicious and upset uh back to robert sitting alone at his booth listening to the other people have a good time basically the same things that he was imagining in his daydream are happening around him as he's sitting alone in the club Mm -hmm. other people are saying everything Mm -hmm. i was gonna say yeah right down to the mr bitches coming out somewhere (laughs) from someone out there So back to Riley and Huey. Riley tries to leave the house out of a sh- uh, using a sheet out the window, but Huey sets the sheet on fire. Uh, then he puts bars on all the windows and forcibly restrains Riley by wrapping him in duct tape, uh, or at least his arms. Um, mm-hmm. Huey makes him don an orange jumpsuit, uh, makes Riley clean. Um, you know, he has to ration the food. Like, it's a total prison warden scene. Yes, yeah. Um, and
3: like the worst kind of, prison warden like he has to watch him he can't go to sleep you know riley's still trying to escape it's just this 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 yeah it turns into hell you know for, for both of them
4: yeah yeah huey want just wants everything to be like normal and okay and just mm-hmm. like chill and like stop being an asshole and, and let's just try to get through this next time whereas riley's like fuck you you can't control me and and can't see anything other than huey trying to control him
3: yeah yeah, and freedom that's all he wants he wants yeah. his a lot of freedom yeah
4: he wants to be able to do whatever he wants to do without caring that other people care mm-hmm. which is just Riley in a nutshell and one of the reasons <laughs> he pisses me off so much like Riley is one of those kids that make me thankful that I'm a special ed teacher and that kid is not in special ed because I love the kids that I work with and they are some of the hardest kids that you would ever work with but Riley is just so fucking spoiled rotten <laughs> <laughs> And, like, and he's know, got some trauma there. He's got some know, major yeah. trauma, but he's so... He's also super smart. He's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if I had That's a kid right. like Riley in my class, it would be very tough for me to like him. I'll be honest. And oh. I like every kid that has come through my classroom. There's only been one kid ever that I was like, oh, I fucking hate that kid.
3: That was my student teaching. <laughs> no. Look, I'm telling you, a couple of the kids are in my son's baseball
4: team. You would have. Had, like, <sighs> no, one. see... Oh. Mm. That that would be kids that are not kids in my classroom. All of them I don't like. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are a few who who know me because I was like I taught them summer school or just because they've seen me around and they're adorable. But um, you know, I and I know most of their names. <laughs> but like I teach a small class, so I don't have to worry about the thirty kids every every year and all that. Like I have, I I actually get to make real relationships with these grumpy, angry, you know,
1: juveniles. But
4: anyway, no more of that actually. That's uh, another week and a half and I will no longer be a teacher, which is fucking weird. But uh but pursuing your yes and purpose. Yeah. I'm purpose. I'm really happy about what I'm doing. Um yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be worth it. And it'll be good for my mental health. It'll be yeah. doing the things that I loved about teaching without having to do the parts I hated about yeah. teaching. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, where was I? I actually did lose that's my place for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll there we soft, go. Granddad soft, back with Granddad. Yeah. Uh, so Granddad's laying on his bed, listening to all the fun outside. That's when I think the Mister Bitches comes out. It's when he's laying in his hotel room. Huey um, starts rationing the food. Uh, they really begin to hate each other. Like Huey, full on is like, yeah. That's that was when I started hating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it flashes back to granddad clipping his toenails like granddad is just so fucking bored he's clipping his toenails on vacation uh, Then Huey watches Riley as Riley is going to sleep you know Huey is talking about not being able to sleep because he knows as soon as he does uh, Riley is going to try and get out of there mm-hmm. um, and you got granddad doing, doing crossword puzzles Then you got Huey starting to fall asleep then Riley wakes up making Huey wake up and um, Riley's trying to chew through the duct tape. Uh, then back to Granddad. He's passed out of sleep at 6.21 p.m. Um,
3: I mean, not too, Like, really, everything. I'm done for the day.
4: Yep. there I can't yeah. figure All out vacation. how <laughs> to fill my time because mm-hmm. I'm not having any fun. So I'm just going to go to sleep because that'll at least pass the time. Yep, I've absolutely been there. Uh, so then... The next scene, uh, the while the boys are eating, Granddad calls.
3: Hello? Hey, boy. Hey, Granddad. Uh, how's the trip? You ready to come home? Are
0: you kidding? I'm you having a great time. Woo. <laughs> <the music. laughs> hey, little girl, stop tickling me. Talking to my grandson. Doing it big. So how's the
1: house? Great. Mm-hmm. We're fine.
0: No problems. Okay. There Guess there's no need of me rushing home early or anything, huh? Which is great for me because I'm doing it big. So what's new?
1: What you mad at
4: this week? Hey, uh, Granddad, I gotta go. So neither party wants to to admit that they need the other person between Huey and Granddad, uh, even though both of them are completely miserable and wish that the other one like knew that already. Uh, and that's also like, while that scene is happening, Riley's chewing through his duct tape and he gets away. Um, I did think that (laughs) there was at the very end of the call. uh, And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this clip at the very end of the call, granddad's actually like trying to engage Huey in conversation. Like, you know, I miss you, boy. Tell me something. Tell me what you're mad at now. I just want to talk to you. Cause you know, Uh, but of course, you know, they don't have the time for that because Huey has to deal with the fact that Riley's just run away, but it's, uh, I feel like in this episode, um, one of the things that we are seeing is Granddad starting to actually appreciate the boys a little bit. And the boys actually starting to appreciate Granddad a little bit. Um, I mean, I think Huey already did, but, you know, not as much as he should have. And Riley didn't care at all until the end, really. Um, so, yeah, that Huey I just
3: definitely understood, um, you know, why Granddad left yes think, you know why he needs the vacation so he wanted to make it work but uh, huey
4: completely thought it was riley like huey didn't see his own part in the problem yeah yeah so um so he chases after riley puts new duct tape on him and throws him in the closet tom shows up this time he's pissed off because he's 99 percent sure that granddad is actually you know gone on this trip without him again huey covers for granddad Uh, Then he goes to get Riley from the closet only to find out that he's escaped uh, and realizes that Riley also has gotten to his guns. Um, And then the big, you know, a big gunfight ensues, ending with a standoff where they both shoot each other in the head and fall to the floor. At that time, Granddad is coming home and as soon as he gets out of the cab... There's Tom, who is just angry and crying and so upset because he thinks that, you know, nobody likes him. And why can't he be cool like everybody and be included in the cool things? But Robert lies to him again. It's, no, he didn't go to Costa Rica. He wouldn't have gone to Costa Rica in two days and then come home. So all of this has happened in just two days.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: and that they would plan a trip another time, which Tom is totally happy and just walks off and it's like, OK. Oh, but, you know, there's some joke emails. Just go ahead and ignore them.
3: Um, yeah, don't, don't pay
4: attention. Don't, <laughs> pay no attention to the uh, oh. clingy ex-girlfriend <laughs> the phone calls that you're about right? to get. Yeah, seriously. Um. So then Granddad opens the door and sees the boys laying on the ground. They are so happy to see each other. Everyone just kind of forgets. <laughs> granddad looks around the house that looks trashed and is like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And the boys are like, oh, fucking thank God. Maybe we should clean up.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so they do. <laughs> And then that lets
3: you know how happy he was just to be back. Like how mm
1: -hmm.
4: Riley, like Riley willingly cleaning because oh shit, we just he's not mad at us for all of this. Why don't we need to to do something about it before he mm -hmm. actually realizes that he is mad at us? Yeah, yeah. Before his vision corrects itself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or his mood changes or whatever. Um Like, Huey and Riley are just really excited that it was only a couple days and that Granddad came home because like Huey's mind, I'm pretty sure Huey's like, we're going to die here. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. And Riley's like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. So, yeah, they probably would have. Uh, And then, you know, the the show closes with Granddad listening to his 22 voicemails, Uh, one from Ruckus, talking about how terrible the boys are and how they're devils and the rest. We slowly hear Tom going from, let's talk about this, bro. Like, hey, what's up? It's me. To, why are you doing this? <laughs> and like, full on crazy girlfriend. <laughs> with the I mean, it's crazy. And like, then he start crying in
1: one. Yeah, the- at least
4: one. <laughs> so that was the end of the episode. Um, so, big thing for me. In this episode, I've I've had trouble for a while liking Riley. This episode just really made me want to just what what's it that Chris Rock says? I'll never hit, but I'll shake the shit out of him. Like that's that's I feel that way about Riley.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I want to whoop his. I want to whoop it ass. Like seriously, I want to like you know what a a good good little ass whooping. Where they go to sleep after? I don't know if you guys ever had. those mm-hmm. good weapons. when he used to just go like you would be knocked out after. That's what he needed. That's exactly what he needed. Um, and then everything would have been okay. But I, I guess it was very hard to see the humor. Like there was no mm-hmm. funny, you know, Riley moment like there is every other time. Like he's being a shit Right. And he says something that's funny. You know, there it there wasn't. It was just plain, you're being a little shit. Um
4: not thinking about yeah. anybody but yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that's clearly what this episode was that's that's all it was to me honestly so (laughs) that was a big part of it to me like Huey turning into a warden which I'm sure in Huey's mind Mm -hmm. is probably one of the worst things that could have happened like I I saw Huey going like it was like um what's uh what was the psychological study where they uh i think it was Stanford yeah, where uh, Stanford. they had some students playing uh jailers and some playing um mm-hmm. the jailed, and how quickly that devolved it's the exact same thing here yep. that it yeah. it went from um you know it's us against ruckus yeah. yeah yeah yeah, it was like yeah, us and- against ruckus and then it became us against each other and yeah. And that study was
3: crazy. I remember watching that and I was like, wow, like you, you saw it happening.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: very clearly saw it happening. Um, they couldn't do that nowadays because people don't have any restraint. Nope. they don't. You know what I'm saying? It would go bad. I mean, I think 60 Days In, which is a show on A&E, um, I think it's kind of similar to that. They put somebody in there to act as if they're an inmate, but they're not. I don't know who the hell would, you know, who would be like, let me do
4: that. Wait, somebody but, uh, choosing to go to jail for sixty days? Yeah, yeah. What the like
3: fuck? I, I stumbled, yeah, I stumbled upon a a clip on YouTube and ended up just getting sucked into it. And I was like, wait a minute, so this guy really isn't like a inmate, but just yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what the you know the the that just stinks idea up of the privilege.
4: Like yeah, ooh, this is exciting. All... I'm gonna go spend sixty days in jail and then win a million dollars.
3: And I would think they do that. I think it's really more of like a "let's see if I can do it" type of, you know, let let me get a an insight of what the what the other world is like. Mm-hmm. Um, now, anybody can correct me that watches it out there. That's in you know that that I'm, if I'm not you know stating it or getting it correctly, I have way too many shows that I watch right now, so <laughs> it was not in my lineup of things to go back and look into. But the clip that I saw, that's what it was very indicative of. That's what I got from it. So. Mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't do that shit, especially yeah, not, not in today's America. Be, hell no. No, not at all. I,
2: <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, that we bring up the Stanford prison experiment, because I think that's how Riley viewed the situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I talked on this potty about I am the youngest of my first cousins. Like they, most of them are in their were in their 50s 40s when I was like 10 13 so a lot of my second cousins were my big cousins and when our parents were away right so you might say oh MJ you're the boss and meanwhile my little 11 year old ass is looking at 13 year old MJ like oh MJ's the boss Okay, because it's the same thing like with the Stanford experiment, right? We're all students. You just have the title of guard and you're going to run with that power. And my 11 year old ass is looking at your 13 year old ass like, yo, we got freedom from our strict ass parents. What are you doing? Why are you tripping? Mm. And then like a lot of resentment would get going. Like this episode was very nostalgic to me. Riley and Huey reminded me so much of my brother and my cousin, Jovan. Like, it was just insane. Like, they used to go on the street, fight with BB guns, fight with nunchucks, <laughs> all this kind of crazy stuff. And then my one cousin, Nichelle, was always the guard. Like, she was always like, sit your ass down. <laughs> like, no, you're not doing that. No, you can't play Nintendo. And we would just, like, try to... um what's the word not subvert undermine her power basically because it's like you're a kid like me what are you doing Mm -hmm. I I don't know it was very nostalgic to me yeah no it
4: it makes perfect sense like I I really think both of those characters fit into their 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 uh, respective roles exactly as it would have happened if they were kids. Like mm-hmm. the older, the older brother thinking, "Well, now I have to be in charge because we scared away the babysitter. So now, if you're doing stupid shit, I need to make sure that you don't kill your fucking self." And you know, at the same time, Riley's like, "Woo, no grownups. Let's let's go balling. Let's go f- have fun. Let's you know do whatever." Mm-hmm. But you know, Huey's got that voice in the back of, the, of his head that's like you need to keep this kid alive for the next two weeks <laughs> so, so he doesn't get any of the joy of not having an adult around
2: he becomes the adult mm-hmm. so. totally I just think from Riley's perspective it's like yo like you said mm-hmm. it was you and me versus Uncle Ruckus yesterday what happened to you bro yep. you know I get Huey though of course but
4: and this is all over two days, which was so fun,
2: Right. Okay. And I
4: love that the episode does not let you know that that's over two days. Like, it feels yeah. like Granddad's been there for a while. Yeah. And that all of this stuff just keeps happening and happening. And, oh, no, it's only actually been, okay, two days. All right.
3: And he spent more time <laughs> traveling than he did there.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That is true. All right. Do we have anything else we want to say about this episode before we move into our thing? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Surprisingly, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I think it's been a great conversation so far, though. Yeah, I agree. It feels good to be back.
3: My boys are just walking. I walked outside to go to the restaurant really quick, and they're like pacing back and forth because we're going to see Mortal Kombat at the drive ins. Oh, so like, are you, uh, done you done yet? Are you, you done yet?
4: Oh, well, we are almost done. Let's go ahead I, and I, I, uh, I, on I, that I, note, do the thing.
6: Welcome. <laughs> stupid white people questions
5: you mean I'm gonna stay this color
6: <laughs> <laughs> you do that too Ew. well <laughs> I'm gonna stay this color yeah um
4: <laughs> you might have had that
6: I have seen it. that movie a time or two <laughs> or a thousand probably uh, more
4: like a thousand yeah yeah Like, I've seen it a time or two.
6: Yeah. I I mean, I saw that movie when it came out, and then as soon as it was available to be watched again and again and again, I watched it again and again and again. So, yes. One of my favorite movies. And I think it still holds up today. I Uh, would
4: actually agree. And not very many movies from that era that dealt with race mm -hmm. do hold up over time. Yeah. This makes fun of the idea of race, and now people are like, "Yeah, sure, okay, he's part of the family, even though he's a white boy, but he's yeah. a little crazy, but we love him."
6: Yeah, you know? <laughs> he, can't, <laughs> he can't dance or anything like right. that, but, but we love him. We love our little Navin. <laughs> uh, but anyway, right. so uh, today's white people question from uh, is from uh, at underscore Tommy Nara N A R A. His his real name Ryan Thompson on TikTok. Uh, he says. Uh, I got a neck tattoo and my white roommate said, aren't you afraid that makes you look like a certain type of black guy? My response was, yeah, the type of black guy who needs a new roommate. So. That's
4: a good
3: answer. <laughs> so. Like, seriously, 1,000%. What kind of black? Like, what kind? What are you, what
6: are you talking about? Yeah, right. I, that's Perfect. a good question. So, uh, I mean, have you ever... Yep. been given have you ever been questioned <laughs> about well i mean because especially I mean, tattoos i have well, tattoos. tattoos I, I have tattoos you have to i mean yeah and so i mean of course we always get well what's that going to be when you're older and well it's, but as far as race and tattoos is concerned have you ever had that
3: no um i don't i don't think so i mean and if i have it's been more from like family that has said like mm. Like my piercings, I'm piercing several places. And it's like, oh, that's a white person thing. Is it? Or is there somebody that really likes art? You know, like, it's yeah. just like my body's art. Like um, my tattoo, I have a huge back tattoo that is a off of a sculpture called Submissive Heart. You know, I get, my mom was like, oh, you have people fucking on your back. And I was like, yep, that's, <laughs> yeah, I that's so, you. you know, that's so for you. you. <laughs> I, I was just like, ma, who did you raise? Like, no, it is not, you know, but so it's definitely certain. Um, immediate ideas that I've gotten from my family, but never from, you know, anybody saying anything like directly race related, like this guy, you know,
4: Um, when, when I,
3: yeah, it's weird.
4: When I first started getting tattoos, my dad reacted like that. Not, not so much like that, but that tattoos would somehow make me the wrong kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, honestly, there was no way that he could deny that I had them as I got older because they're a lot more showing than when I was younger. But when I was in my 20s and when I actually had disposable income and was getting a lot of tattoos, we <laughs> had a don't ask, don't tell policy because he did not want to believe that his daughter was that kind of person that would get covered in tattoos. And, you know, I know that that was from his era. Yeah. Um. So that could be uh, like the the background of that, like somehow that idea was implanted in whoever this human was?
6: Well, I, mean,
5: I mean, I think it's also part right now, especially in hip-hop, uh, everyone's getting face tattoos and things mm-hmm. like yeah. that. All the gangbangers are getting face tattoos. So the thing is, that's not going to be able to make you uh, eligible for a job in the future. But that has nothing to do with if you're Black or
1: not. Right, black
5: right. White people, they get the face tattoos, they're not going to be good for a job in the future. The Mexican dudes just walk around with the head tattoos and everything, they're not going to be good for a job in the future. So it's not a black or white thing. That's just a Western bad choice thing for artwork.
3: That's <laughs> <Western> Portland,
1: <laughs> or probably but,
6: Austin. But the, but the th- here, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, as far as race is concerned, white folks were the probably one of the last folks to get piercings and or tattoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm, a, so mm-hmm. it's not yeah. like we led the way in that. So yeah, yeah.
4: and yet still most of the tattoo artists... were the
5: first ones to get face tattoos. Probably especially when white people do. Face tattoos and stuff like that, especially prison face tattoos, way before this new last five years or six years when Little Wayne started tattooing his face, and now everybody wants to get a face tattoo. Like original hip hop, smooth, great. like just none of that.
6: Mike Tyson, he's yeah. the first one that I can remember, uh, celebrity wise, getting a face tattoo, and, and that's all huge. Thought he was crazy. But I'm talking yep. about historically. I mean, so yeah, yeah I mean, like Vikings, yes, they had yeah. they had that, but.
4: So so one of the things that I was going to say is it's funny. It's really interesting to me that a lot of um, indigenous and African cultures have tattooing in their long storied histories. But in this day and age, it is really difficult to find tattoo artists who know how to tattoo on brown and black skin and know what colors are going to look good and know how to shade so that it complements and um like that's been i've i have never gotten tattooed by a black person and it's actually like i am really upset about that because i have personally never met a black tattoo artist and that bothers I, me that bothers i've me. only
3: seen them on um was it the ink masters yeah like, we saw a couple yeah. on there and we were just talking about that because i just found out that our who i thought was going to be our artist for life is moving to texas mm-hmm. and so Either I'm going to be spending a lot of money on airfare and then paying him to do my tattoo or we need to find someone here. And I just expressed that to Hubby. I said, I would love to find a black person. I would love to find somebody that would be like, my tattoo artist now, he's fire. He's like, look, I could do color, but it's not going to last. And I want whatever you have on your body to last. Like, you know, i um, very honest. I love him and his work, but I would like to find somebody that was maybe connected to an art and a talent that we've had for eons mm-hmm. but that we just don't tap into anymore. Like I've, I've never met anybody that wouldn't be considered a, and this is just, whatever a gothy type of black person mm-hmm. that would do type, type, you know what i'm saying like oh, that absolutely of person, like, it was the, the kind draw. of black there's, person there's,
4: i never saw growing up and so i always thought that i would i didn't belong in the goth scene yeah awesome. yeah and they're
3: there they're there <laughs> they're there but i would like to find <laughs> not, somebody, not in who,
4: Seattle.
3: Yeah. somebody who's just an artist <laughs> you know who yeah. said i love drawing and then i fell into becoming a, a tattoo artist um i would love to be able to find one so it's funny that yeah. you that you just mentioned that and i think it's it's something that it's another piece of our history that we should tap into because if you look back and look into comet and you look into you know other ancient um i don't want to say tribes but just parts Mm -hmm. of ancient african history Mm -hmm. we were getting piercings like dean said we were getting tattoos like
4: stretching 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 necks those were all very common things nose piercings all kinds of nose piercings and lip piercings were very common the ears, yeah.
6: To to put a, a a slightly different spin on the on the black skin and color and things like that, uh, to to make it more a bit more mainstream is, and I think we were just recently talking about this as lighting black skin and for film. Oh yeah, how how Big time. how poorly it's done uh how
4: rare you find somebody who actually knows right. how to do it well
6: yeah especially
4: so, in big big money fucking movies that yep. they don't know how to light somebody who's a little bit darker than everybody else right like, what were we f- just talking about that in
3: um oh my god it was a movie we were like well the problem with that is oh we were watching another content creator and they were saying the problem with uh was it baby boy It was another movie they were saying like the movie what to the movie is the poor lighting and mm-hmm. and the fact that there aren't people in Hollywood, and that leads to the yeah. whole, like, behind, the, the, behind the, the, mm-hmm. the camera, even in front of the camera, behind the camera, we don't have enough talent that would be able to help, you know, like you said, lighting or well, sound yeah. or anything, you know? Um, I mean, one thousand- y- you
6: do, yeah. they just don't get hired. Um, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I've got people, like you know, who are like us. Which I think, which if, if you look at us and Lupita Nyong'o and uh, uh, oh, yeah. Winston Duke, <laughs> like, and, and, and how well, I mean, because a lot of that was and, was dark.
4: Yes, and, but yeah.
6: they lit it really, and and Lupita is dark, dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so. Yeah. So they she's d- the, the, the kind of dark that, that her- I
4: like. I thought was so gorgeous when I was a kid, but could never say that out loud because oh, the yeah. lighter the skin was better. Yeah. When I was,
3: growing. oh she she is, yeah. yeah, Oh my god. And she rocks it. She is. She's definitely she's beautiful. God. But yeah, <laughs>
6: I mean, but even well, but and fun. also in black, they did a great job. Of course, Ryan Coogler, uh, I'm sure, brought of in course. his people yeah. for Black yeah. Panther. Well, oh, that's yeah.
4: a, there's a lot of black creators who are finally starting to get the chance and when they're getting their chance they're bringing other people with them like the whole thing with Jordan Peele and all of this gorgeous wonderful amazing black horror that is coming out like when I was growing up the black guy in the horror movie died first and if the black guy did not die first the black guy was probably the guy killing people and like that that was how horror movies were and I still loved horror movies because I like that weird scare like Mm-hmm. Not, not jump scares, but I like the psychological. Feel. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's why um, I am. Don't scare me. Like, don't make me pee on myself. <laughs> uh, I'm
4: the kind of person yeah. that screamed when the gods must be crazy when the cheetah jumped out. Like, <laughs> like that yeah, shock. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a watch. I watch horror movies and I'm fine.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, much to what you said. Issa Rae, Lena Waite, yes. like all of them, you know, mm-hmm. all these creators now are starting to go like, look, my entire staff, my entire crew nothing but you know black people yes. um yep. kev on stage is a content creator that started just doing videos on like facebook and youtube and now he you know he was with all deaf digital and now he's grown into his own platform everybody that he uses everybody that he uses yeah. for everything that they do production black nice. uh cameraman you know direct like everybody so it's yeah. tyler perry yeah tyler perry's <laughs> another one i mean look at him he, but, he uh, opened his own studio yeah. like it's
4: yeah, Tyler they, Perry like he took the idea that Eddie Murphy had and ran <laughs> with it ago. so yeah. hard and yeah. has given so many amazing black actors a second chance. Like um what's her name? Uh I'll look at it later. But like so many black actors that we didn't see for a while. Mm-hmm. Um especially like the older women. Yeah. He's they are back and they are big on TV and they were beautiful and it's amazing. And I don't watch that kind of show. Cause I don't like the soap opera kind of yeah. shows it's that, right. but, yeah. then that's, but that's fine. But I just, I really can still appreciate how Afrocentric it is. Yeah. Well, look <laughs> at,
3: look at, look at Netflix, look at even Hulu, like these streaming services are providing opportunities for mm-hmm. these shows and these stories to be told. And that's, what's amazing. I mean, that was just the very first um, child kind of a, Superhero kind of story on Netflix. It was a
4: black kid, a black mom, like her finding out that her kid has like that. That's amazing. yes. Yeah, that's something. Amazing. Donovan. Something. No, that's not right. Uh, saving, saving something. Yeah, my boys watched it. I mean, they're so yeah, into it. I saw that. Lord, one. It gives me kind of a headache. I watched all of Netflix during the pandemic. I watched all of Netflix. Oh
3: yeah, right. Like, and that's I probably why I don't watch it anymore because yeah. I've watched all of it. You guys can't add anymore, but um, but yeah. The, the film, yeah
6: one of the things I was going to say is film schools, because that's, um, I mean, that's where everybody goes, you know, I mean, like Full Sail and all those other ones that, you know, where, yeah. that they need to be able to teach that they need. They need to hire black directors, uh, yep. cinematographers, etc., yep. because people need to learn this.
3: <laughs> they need to tell the history of black cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, you know, there, there are stories to be told there and it can't just be recent. It can't just start with, you know, um. Uh, Kenan Ivy Wayne's and I'm gonna get you, sucker, and, and Robert m- Townsend. And you know, it can't just start you know, there. Although,
4: the that's o- recently the other where it started, but Yeah. The the other part, too, though, is every Black story doesn't have to be a sob story, or yeah, like, it God. doesn't have to it's be every
3: movie, you're Precious, or something like that. Like that every movie does not me, have yeah. to be
4: this Black boy yeah. is gonna go out and die and then his community oh. is gonna rally. No, no. No, we don't need any more of those. I need two gay black boys falling in love. I need a black woman as president of the United States. I need black people to not be in subservient, sad, depressed roles just no. for the sake of moving along the story of the white person. And not what just I would love Morgan to see Freeman. Like a, and not just yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Oh God.
3: Please. <laughs> or you know, what I would love to see is like a um, this is forty. Do you guys remember that movie, um, Judd Apatow movie? Um, oh, no, and it was with movies. Leslie Mann and somebody else, but it was.
4: I uh, mean, like a mainstream comedy, though. That's what you're talking about, right?
3: It was like a rom com. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it was a comedy because John John Apatow. Judd Apatow is a you know more of a comedic writer, I would think. Yep. But it was probably his first jaunt into more of a dramedy. Okay. Um, but it just definitely told the story of a couple, and you know how you get into the whole hum of everyday. And like turning 40 and like just what you deal with, you know, from being 20 and, you know, screwing like rabbits Mm -hmm. and like living off of top ramen to having a mortgage and having children and everything else. Like,
4: I would love to see that
3: to be able to show that like
4: normalized. You would yeah, like it to see the up mundane. Yeah. Yeah. It ends,
3: up, yeah, it ends yeah. up in, you know, um, I would love to see stories about alternative marriages and maybe alternative lifestyles within that.
4: God, marriage. I would love to see um, alternative lifestyles, period, on screen. Yeah, uh, like
3: I'd love to see a breakfast club, you know, with you know, with the with a diverse cast. I would you know, not just like a fucking um Princess
1: Bride. Let me see a, damn a goddamn movie?
3: black Dangerous golf skin
4: on TV. <laughs> Like that, I, I'm going to go back to that over and over again. Growing up in Seattle as a as a goth kid, as a kid into alternative music, which was very popular in Seattle in the '90s, mm-hmm. I was a black kid into it, and so therefore it was not a normal thing.
3: And I get but you. That would be an awesome yeah. story to tell. Yeah, yeah. but like we're not
4: a model, We're not a monolith. So right. let's just tell stories let's not about, tell the yeah. same thing over and over again. Yeah, yes.
6: yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's a there's a black creator on TikTok who does. Uh, recasting uh, a fan casting <laughs> of uh, of movies he, that he says would make racists mad. and Oh uh, yes, yeah, I love that guy. He, he does some great stuff, and probably my favorite one that he did was Princess Bride. So <laughs> that was a good one.
3: Oh, send me that one too. You
6: are like, on this TikTok. I thought I was on He's it. You were
3: on. obsessed. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but you're finding, but, but, but you're finding really good creators. Yes. You're finding the thing that would keep me interested because what I stopped doing is because I didn't want to do a dance. Oh no! Yeah, that's, i didn't I even didn't join because challenge. i thought that's all oh, oh
6: no yeah that's yeah. i, didn't want to I mean we've got challenge. over 500 followers now so Ooh, hello. wow
1: hello
4: well, look at
6: that yeah well yeah Ma- make, it, we make to it come some up friends with an agreement
3: yeah, yeah. we've come up
6: with an agreement on what we're gonna do yeah um for ours, like i know one, you one want of these days we'll
4: actually talk not on show night <laughs> yeah
6: <I> mean, <laughs> yeah if there's if the, but if yeah if there's any th- scenes from the show that you want me to get the sounds for that you guys want to do the the lip syncs to for the show uh like somebody wants to be Riley somebody wants to be Huey whatever yeah uh I I could be Mr. onceler uh <laughs> we could do it or Ed yeah. the third I could be Ed the third or the thing Jen thing that pops into
3: my head the most which is probably not good is when <laughs> A pimp name slip back um and then all, and all, and all, and all his, his bevy of, of of you know women come along like yeah. i feel like yeah. i don't know why that always pops in sweetest my head, taboo but, oh
1: yeah yeah you know i'm into it
3: that's
6: right So yeah but, but yeah but I, but I do i definitely do want each of you guys to uh like make you know uh less than a, a minute or less video um introducing yourselves and you know talk you know whatever you want to say
4: I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'll get to it once we've moved.
6: <laughs> well, like, yeah. all, all of my have... free
4: time is either sitting on the couch, going, "Okay, I need to pack," or I'm packing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have yeah. nothing But class, this class, this last class that I took, I took a leave because I did not want to finish it, and now I'm taking it again. So that's, that's um,
4: good. I'm starting over. I've been class working too, on because
3: life, our TikTok that I've been wanting to introduce us for like what, easily two months now. It's, <laughs> I could show you my phone. I have like pieces of it to come together. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get on that producer. So hell yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. Any but final yeah. thoughts today before we uh, uh, close for the day? No, I'll say to that guy, move out.
6: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Just like I said, yeah. Any, any black guy who needs a new new roommate. So. Yeah. <laughs> and tell him I said fuck you. Here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. We'll see. I definitely want to talk about types of black people because yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know about y'all, but I've had these conversations with white people and I've had these conversations with black people more than with white people.
1: like white people, thinking, people yep.
2: it was Go ahead. in college. It was mostly black. I'm sorry, mostly white men who I hung out with a lot because it was a SUNY Oswego in New York that is mostly white people. Um, and then even coming out of college into our adult years, having my girlfriends get married and all this stuff, I have had several of my white, always white male friends say to me when they would kind of say something racist. And I'd be like, oh, you know, that's kind of fucked up or that's kind of racist. And we would get into the dialogue and then they would say, yeah, but you're not one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, the question yeah. was always, I'm not one of who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is them? <laughs> A nigga? Because I am. You're not um, like those black, black people.
4: Too. Oh, yeah. I've had that. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And as I kind of got into corporate is when I started to hear it from a lot of other Black people, men and women, who actually meant it in a mentoring way and da-da-da-da-da, especially in these past few years when I've gotten to this degree of saying, like, I can call myself a hood girl, but Black people would not say I'm a hood girl. Like, they would <laughs> say I'm kind of the diddy or uppity or whatever. But um, Let me they up. actually... Yeah, they did this on mixed dish a few episodes ago where the Aunt Denise uh, is working in the the sister's office and, like, talking about all the roles she has to play as a Black woman. Like, there's the mammy. Mm-hmm. There's the girlfriend. How was your weekend? Like, mm-hmm. getting into all these types. And people always told me, like, the reason I saw a lot of quote-unquote success I roll because I was not successful, in my opinion— in my career was because I'm a safe black person. Mm -hmm. In other words, you make white people and, you know, other minorities feel very comfortable. So you are a safe black girl, especially you guys, when I'm on calls with clients, I do tend to talk like this and let you know that your (laughs) SEO campaign is going great. Like that's that code switching that was so in me. And so like, I don't know, I, I just do find like, Types of Black people, it is a thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying your white roommate should be saying, categorizing you, though I would love to hear Uncle Ruckus or, or someone like that do that categorization. I'd love to hear it. Yeah,
3: but I would love to know yeah. his, his explanation deeper. I love what you said, because that is 1000% my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. being in customer service, doing sales, it was always like, hi, how are you today? Said, oh my God, mm-hmm. thank you so much. I had a great weekend. So, you know, and it's, it's always that. But what I will say is that somebody asked me recently, doesn't that bother you to have to do that? And I said, it doesn't. And I think it's for black people. We're okay With having to, I don't want to say assimilate, but having to fit in when it doesn't. It's not to to our detriment. Yes, it's not Mm -hmm. to our detriment. Where Mm -hmm. you ask some another culture they're gonna lose their goddamn minds. They're right. so fragile, they don't know what to do. But I get if somebody says proper, I used to get proper. Uh, yeah. You yeah. speak so proper. I used to mm-hmm. get that. But don't get me wrong. Wow, you're you so me off smart. Or I'm like, yeah, I'm drinking some brown liquor or doing something. Look, you're so okay.
6: eloquent.
4: It'll, I've, I've it'll never gotten be eloquent because I usually am talking too much. So Yeah, yeah, I, I get passionate. I, I get, get passionate, everything. yes. <laughs> yeah. Really? Passionate. Yes. passionate. <laughs> I also get called a bitch a lot, yes. <laughs> hey. I'll take for it. black
5: people also, it hasn't been so much that you're used to it, but that you're taught to do it.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. even
5: for my students, you, I even have the discussion with them. I might say, nigga, with my friends and my fraternity brothers and stuff like that, but when I'm at work, with my coworkers, stuff like that, it's never going to come out that mm-hmm. way because I don't want them to think that it's okay. So you're literally, even right. my boys, I tell them, all right, it's fine if you do that. But you got to understand that when you get in this situation, I still need you to present yourself in a certain way so nobody's looking at you in a different way. So black people are literally taught from a young age that you have to act a certain way in normal America that mm-hmm. you normally act at home or around your family and stuff like that.
4: Absolutely. Um, I've kind of done that on a small scale with my my classroom because a lot of the kids that I work with, you know, Swearing is just part of their vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I basically teach them that code switching means when you are in a safe space where it's okay to act however you want to and say whatever you want to, like when you're with your friends, Mm -hmm. that's a different thing than when you are in front of your fifth grade math teacher. (laughs) Like you're not going to talk to her in the same way. And this language, that belongs in the casual setting. I don't, I don't try, I try not to make it a race thing. I try to make it casual versus professional. And when you I are with old your thing teacher, that, like our
3: grandparents used to say, if you use curse words, it's because you, you aren't intelligent enough to have a, a larger vocabulary, which
4: I absolutely so means, do not believe is true. I
3: don't either, because I say fuck <laughs> and everything else like crazy. Right? And I have a great vocabulary. But for those for kids, I hate to hear kids say nigga. I hate to be at mm-hmm. the 7-Eleven and they're cussing and, because you do sound ignorant because you haven't gotten to the point yet where you understand when to turn on turn that on and turn that off. Yeah.
4: And, you know, and when then it, also, what's appropriate and what's not. and when, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I
3: never just cussed when I was out with my friends around other adults. Like we cussed when right. we were at the playground or by ourselves. We right. never were just out and about being like, fuck ass bitch. And there was like, you know, as an 80 year old woman next to us, these kids nowadays, they do that and it's, they don't bat an eye. So that's where it becomes, you know, like I said, more of an issue and, and the lesson has to be, uh, you know, rooted deeply more in like, Hey, this is how you're portraying yourself. Versus more of a, a color issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's very much both. I mean, and like I said, I think the black people were, were much more used to it. We're taught it. We were able to switch it on and off because we understand that.
4: It's so ingrained in our culture that we do that. Yeah. That We continue yeah. to perpetuate it with each other as we grow. And yeah,
6: that's going to yeah. be interesting <laughs> for next episode as well, which is a, 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 about Riley using the N word in the teacher. Then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That,
6: that's uh, that that's actually that'll be a good uh, that's gonna be fun. Right? <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun one. So we'll
3: okay. lead into it. So we'll just right that was our producer's <laughs> way of going. Shut up. We'll Crap, talk about it. A little bit, a
4: little bit. I mean, we are we are now hitting uh, two and a half hours. If you are a <laughs> Patreon patron, uh You're speaking getting some of which extra goodies. Speaking of which, you've got probably if you are not one of our Patreon members, there is probably an hour of conversation that you've missed out on. I don't know what it's gonna get cut to, but I try to go to an hour and a half. Yeah, usually yeah, we're doing this for an hour and a half, and we're at about two and a half hours now. Yeah. So yeah, um, I know you missed me. A so. dollar a month, and you can hear more of us and our beautiful voices as we talk about the mundane and the important. Yeah.
6: <laughs> for, yeah. just month, for just a dollar a month. just a dollar a month. You can listen to more of the Queens of <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
6: Exactly. We need Sally Struthers too,
1: <laughs> right?
6: Looking oh, like she see, needs a dollar a month herself. I don't even think hey, about. I
4: I wish that when I thought of Sally Struthers, I thought of the Sally Struthers that would appear on TV. But mm-hmm. instead, what I think of is the South Park version of Sally Struthers.
1: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I always think of her on. I think of her. You know. Yeah. You know,
4: Daddy, like all oh,
3: always yeah. think. All of this. the family. Mm-hmm. All the family. Yeah. Little girl. Yeah. Yes. Oh that TV show cannot be on today. Speaking of something. I don't shows.
6: know. I, I, you know they 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 are remaking Good Times? Yeah, uh, they are. It's in so an animated version. I excited about yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: There's and there's some I mean there are people who are trying to take the more controversial stuff from our past and that's a Norman it. Lear
6: I mean yeah, yeah. It's,
4: like a lot of those shows like back in the day they talked about things like abortion and suicide when those mm-hmm. were words that you I mean, know our parents' generation would never even say in mixed company True. Or even being I look gay. Back, I go, even being gay yeah, exactly. was, oh my god yeah wow. but
3: they were so you look back at some of the stuff that they said in movies oh wow. I was about um, some shit. what were we watching the other day we were watching a uh, uh, Refugee nerds.
4: Oh, no, God. The, they refer to that the way that they refer to the guy in there? That one that depressed like, me Whoa. that it didn't age well. Like, yeah, I, yeah. When you're a kid, you don't understand date rape or even oh, yeah, like non consensual sex because technically it seemed like they were consenting, but then it wasn't the person she thought it was. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They bring that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching Martin. Yep. Yeah. I was even watching Martin. I was like, ooh, I would love to see Martin. But Martin definitely couldn't even still yeah. <laughs> tell some of the There's jokes. There's language you know, that,
4: that definitely uh, would have to change and jokes it, that would definitely have to yeah. change. But I think, like with All in the Family, I think what it comes down to is All in the Family would be a good show if it was like a conservative show, a conservative family who had like... A leftist grandkid that every week taught them a new lesson about what the real world is like and what, you know, and how socialism actually could be pretty good and would take (laughs) care of people. And
3: It was just very honest (laughs) because it was very much about the times, you know, Um, good times, you know, it was poor people, it was people. I I remember the episode where the lady, they found out that she was eating like she would eat cat food occasionally Mm -hmm. or she would eat like horse meat because she had to. Well, look at it now. You know what I'm saying? Where Where were people, these people that we see homelessness is crazy but what were these people doing to live or to make it before and what are they doing to make it now? Like, so it would have a a connection. Um, And I I don't, I think that, you know, if it were like a grandpa role an Archie bunker probably wouldn't be as controversial, it would be shocking but there would be some truth in the shocking things that, you know, he said. So I think it would be just how it was produced and how it was written, but it it probably could like it would just,
1: you know, anybody
4: out there who wants to do that, like, you yeah. Know, credit us. We're good. I was you just know. about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we put it out there. But yeah. All right. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts and goodbyes that we want to say? Anything happening this week that people should uh keep an eye out for or anything?
3: Um, I'm going back to recording Minaj with Mary Jane Maven. I took a little bit of a break after 420. Woohoo! And um with this new little toy. New toy. <laughs> uh so yeah, we have that going on. Um, and I think Oh, I'm back to educating, so I am now with Trust Trees, which is a um, education brand within the cannabis industry, and I'm with Can, which is a seltzer, which is has THC and CBD. Um, so I am back to educating and I'll be back out there and you guys will you know any listeners are going to be in the Sacramento area. come out and see.
6: By, by by the way, real quick, MJ, uh, uh, back to recording with uh, Podskear. if you'd like to be, uh, we're, we record on Monday evenings if you're available okay. next Monday evening at 7.
3: I am. Awesome. Talk yes, I'm, I'm, I'm ready because, you know, somebody <laughs> wants to forget a special episode. <laughs> somebody, I don't know. Extra so, special no. episode.
4: <laughs> hey, Lindsay, yeah, so how about good. you? You got anything going on you want to talk about or tell us about? Yeah. Nah. All I do is
1: work. Work, work, work. One
4: of these days, we we are going to drag you away from work, work, work. All right, then. Uh, Yeah. Okay. On that note, then, I guess we'll see everybody next week. Love y'all.
2: Don't take this the wrong way, bud. I need you to get the hell up out of here.
3: Thanks for joining us as, again, sorry, as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for The S Word.
2: Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links.
3: Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO.
4: Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag Make a Change by KIRK. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by AudioBinger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.